0: The purpose of this program is not to prescribe a treatment to individuals. Listeners should consult their healthcare practitioner before attempting any treatment.
1: Good morning and welcome to Health Watch. I'm Dr. David Naaman, your host. Today's guest is leading expert in ophthalmology, Dr. Neil Adams. Dr. Adams is editor in chief of the peer reviewed medical journal Eye Reports. And has served as chief of the of visual physiology at the Wilmer Eye Institute of John Hopkins Hospital and chair of the Department of Ophthalmology at Texas Tech University. Dr. Neil Adams has received many honors as a skilled surgeon and clinician, and he's here today on Health Watch to talk about his book, "Healthy Vision: Preventing and Reversing Eye Disease Through Better Nutrition." Welcome to Health Watch, Dr. Neil Adams.
0: Hi, Dr. Naaman. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
1: Well, let's start out with um, your introduction to healthy vision, where you basically uh, tell us that looking at one's eyes uh, is really a window into the the health status of the entire body. Why is that the case, and, and how is that the case?
0: Well, there are many disorders that manifest themselves in the eye whether it's uh, diabetes or high blood pressure, uh, these conditions are visible when you look into the eye. And so the eye is truly a window to the body. And in fact, there are at least a 100 fairly common health conditions that show up in our eyes before they show up anywhere else in our body. And dozens of other more uncommon conditions
1: and is that primarily because of how much we dedicate our brain function to eye function?
0: Well, our our eyes are really uh, a, a very demanding organ. And, um, and in fact, vision is indeed our most important sense. And I'm not saying that just because i 'm an ophthalmologist, but biologically, as you stated uh, you know our our, our, our brain function uh, dedicates a lot to vision, and in fact, one third of our brain function is devoted to vision, and so our eyes are very demanding. What makes it uh, more of a window to our to our bodies is you know the eye is you know if you if you think of, of of the structure of the eye it's it's similar to a tennis ball if you if you can imagine that um, with a clear window in the front of the eye, and light goes in through this clear window in the front of the eye goes in through the pupil and gets focused by a lens inside the eye to the back wall of the eye. So when we as an ophthalmologist look into the eye, we look all the way inside this tennis ball through the pupil to the back wall of the eye. And in the back wall of the eye, there's a thin layer of tissue called the retina. The retina is what sees light and creates pictures and sends the pictures to the brain. The retina is very similar to the film in an old-fashioned camera. And so we look at the retina and we can see conditions that affect the blood vessels in the retina, for example, or conditions that manifest themselves in the retina. And, you know, take, for example, diabetes. Uh, One of the earliest markers of heart disease in diabetes is Changes in the blood vessels in the retina, so before any uh, blood test or urine test or any other type of test can detect changes in the heart, and we call these microvascular changes uh, that that are precursors to cardiac uh, uh, cardiomyopathy um, the these changes will be detectable uh, in the retina. And so the retina really is, because it's so demanding, because vision is our most important sense, you know, there's a lot that we can see by looking at the retina, uh, and, and, and there's a lot that we can see by looking at the eyes. You know, we can detect, even from the front of the eye, we can detect uh, changes that, that occur in, in uh, the, the blood vessels, um, uh, presence of blood thinning medications, uh, infections, um, vitamin deficiencies, uh, inflammatory conditions. There are a wide range of things that we can detect just by looking at the eyes.
1: And Dr. Adams, why did you, as a conventional physician, decide to focus a book on nutrition specifically for eye health? Was, was there something in your own practice that prompted you to, to explore that in a, in a deeper way? Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, when I first started my career uh, on the faculty, many patients, and and, and this was quite a while ago, many patients would ask me, what can I eat to protect my eyes? Is it carrots? Is it broccoli? And, you know, soon I realized how important uh, this information is for patients. And I spent uh, some some eight years or so reviewing in detail the medical literature and the science on nutrition for the eye. And it turns out the answer really goes beyond carrots. And nutrition is certainly an answer for, for patients. And so when they ask me carrots and broccoli, I say, yes, carrots, yes, broccoli. But it's much more than that.
1: So a lot of—if if anyone is paying attention regarding nutrition and research around eye health, I think probably the first thing people come across is is free radical damage and macular degeneration and the use of—potentially the use of antioxidants to protect the eye. Uh, tell us a yeah. little bit about uh, free radical damage, why it why it prefers the eye, and what you generally do to protect the eye from it.
0: Yes, well, um, you know, a lot of us have heard of antioxidants, and and that's probably the best place to start because uh, you know so many of us have heard of antioxidants. And an antioxidant is a nutrient that prevents or is against uh, or anti-oxidation. So then, what is oxidation? Oxidation is a chemical process where a compound, a chemical compound in a cell, loses electrons. And this loss of electrons, and and kind of leave, leave all your chemistry aside, but just remember that electrons are lost, and this loss of electrons leads to toxic changes in proteins and lipids and DNA. And so these components of the cell, the proteins and lipids and DNA, that become damaged through this chemical process called oxidation, this ultimately leads to injury to the cells and ultimately to eye disease, and so antioxidants prevent this oxidation. And oxidation has a lot to do with oxygen. You know, you notice the words the oxidation comes from a very similar word as, as, as oxygen, so. Oxygen is a very curious molecule, and and, and we know that life depends on oxygen, but the point is that too much oxygen can be harmful, and oxygen byproducts can form toxic chemicals that result in oxidation. And this oxidation is all around us. There are many sources of these oxygen byproducts. And I'll list just a few of them just so you get a flavor of of how many different sources. But I talk a lot about this in the book, uh, Healthy Vision. But all around us, there are so many sources of these oxygen byproducts, such as the ultraviolet radiation from the sun, exposure to chemicals in the air, uh, air pollutants, um, car exhaust, cigarette smoking, trash incinerators. There are even oxygen byproducts in many of the medicines that we take. And in addition, in the foods that we eat, just the nature of cooking these foods or processing these foods, they have oxidants, okay? So there are oxidants everywhere that come into our bodies, they cause oxidation. The oxidation results in this toxic damage to proteins and lipids and DNA. And ultimately, this leads to uh, injury to the cells and and, and and ultimately to eye disease. Now, why does this manifest manifests itself so much in the eye? Well, the most active part of our whole body. What would you guess that is, Doctor Naaman? And, and I know you know it. Um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I know you know it's the eye. You know, <laughs> and, and in fact, and in fact, the the retina, the back of the eye, is the most active part of our whole body. More active than anywhere in our brain. More active than our heart. More active than our lungs. Now, metabolically, it's just the most active part of the body because it's constantly seeing light, creating pictures, and sending the pictures to the brain. So this part of the body also has the highest blood flow per cubic millimeter of anywhere in our body. So right behind the retina, we have the highest blood flow, all this metabolic activity. So there's actually a higher amount of oxidation that occurs in the back of the eye. And so with all this oxidation occurring, what does the body have to do? The body has to turn on antioxidant activity. And that's where nutrients come in. And and that's where all these antioxidants that that are so wonderful for us, uh, that's where they come in to protect us. So uh, you know, oxidation really is uh, an important concept when it comes to uh, these eye conditions, and, and macular degeneration is one of many eye conditions uh, in which oxidation plays such a central role. Uh, in, in macular degeneration, the, uh, the eye produces excess debris, Uh, because of excess oxidation, and there are other factors that that also cause excess debris to be produced. And so this debris starts to accumulate behind the retina. So behind the film in the camera, um, so to speak, behind the retina in the back of the eye, debris starts to accumulate. And when this debris starts to accumulate, we call that macular degeneration. And ultimately that uh, ultimately, that can, that, can, that can lead to uh, decreased vision and, and, and uh, various other uh, uh, you know, calamities, so to speak, in the eye.
1: So t- tell us a little bit about the specific foods that would be good to protect from free radical damage. Are there, s- are, are there some foods that stand out in their capacity to uh, help the eye in, in addressing uh, its amount of oxidation that it has to, to cope with?
0: Yeah, oh absolutely. You know there are some some true superfoods. Um, but the main concept um is, is not so much the superfoods and and I talk a lot about these these foods in the book. Um, and there's a whole list of, of various different foods. But the the big message uh Dr. Naaman, is that you want to get in fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, grains, spices and flavorings fish eggs coffee tea you know uh, uh, one very strong antioxidant is a group of or a group of antioxidants are called bioflavonoids um, and they come from uh, a lot of the foods that we eat and uh, uh, one of the uh, foods that has uh, more antioxidant bioflavonoids than 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 uh, almost any other food. I don't know if you would guess this or not, but it's chocolate. Uh, you know, chocolate, pure pure chocolate, dark chocolate without the sugar and and and, and the sweeteners, uh, has a ton of bioflavonoids. Coffee has a ton of bioflavonoids. Your teas, and then you add with all that, you know some servings of fruit and vegetable, you know, if you can fit in uh, four or five servings of fruit and vegetable per day, you're going to get in a ton of bioflavonoids and a ton of antioxidants. But keep in mind that uh, these nutrients work in conjunction with each other, and you really have to have the right team uh, to to make things work. and I'll give you an example of that. You know, all these, these fruits like, like blueberries and, and black currants and vegetables like prosel sprouts and, and red cabbage, they have very strong antioxidant capabilities. But they also have something, a uh, chemical uh, called polyhydroxyphenol. That chemical can inactivate vitamin B1. And we need vitamin B1 uh, for our eyes, specifically for energy production, for neural signaling. And so these antioxidants can inactivate vitamin B1. So then you might say to me, well, what do we do? Do we not uh, take these in? You know, do we not eat these fruits and vegetables? What do we do? Well, it turns out that these fruits and vegetables also contain vitamin C and citric acid, and that blocks the ability of these phenols to inactivate the vitamin B1. So they take out the ability of that chemical to cause harm. And so when you balance all these out, um, then you get the right team. Then you get the right uh, uh, set of nutrients that you really need. And
1: when Dr. Dr. Adams, when, when one of the things that, that uh, health I think makes Healthy Vision stand out as a book is regardless of whether you're talking about free radical damage or inflammation in the eye or how to improve blood flow in the eye, you very much take the approach that uh, we should be solving these issues with food versus supplements. So I think a lot of people might yeah. be listening to the show and think, we need antioxidants. I'm going to take a, an eye product that has vitamin C, vitamin E, maybe coenzyme <laughs> Q10 and other, and, and p- potentially those could be useful, but tell us about why you, you yourself, uh, treat those with caution and the double-edged sword of using supplements rather than food to address the eye conditions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh Nutrition for the eye is really a complex solution, and, you know, in terms of multivitamins, some are wonderful, but some are excessive, and the problem is there's no one-size-fits-all, and whole natural foods often have a wide variety and a balance of nutrients that we haven't been able to mimic in pill form you know we we can't take you know five servings of, of fruit and five of vegetable and somehow mimic them in in pill form especially when we don't know uh, uh, you know we don't know every single antioxidant that that's in these fruits and vegetables the 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 issue one of the big issues you know there's two big issues with with these vitamins one is the high dose of these vitamins sometimes and the other is the lack of a balanced approach and I'll I'll talk to you about both both those issues first in terms of the high dose you know taking too much of a nutrient can be potentially just as harmful as taking too little of a nutrient there are some nutrients uh, or some vitamins out there that have very high doses of Vitamin E or of zinc in them, and they're touted to be uh, wonderful for the eyes. Well, you know, vitamin E. Let's let's take that as an example. is a very wonderful, powerful antioxidant, and in the right doses, um, in the right levels, it can protect against macular degeneration. It can be, protect against cataracts and a whole host of other eye conditions. But Too much vitamin E can cause diarrhea, bloating, fatigue, You know, but that's not the big issue. The bigger issue is it can cause increased risk of bleeding, but that's not the real big issue. The biggest issue with vitamin D is it starts to block the effects of vitamin A. So if you take too much vitamin E, you'll lose the effects of vitamin A. Both you lose the absorption of vitamin A and you lose the ability of vitamin A to function properly in the eye. So too much vitamin E can be very harmful. And, and the same goes with, with other nutrients. Zinc in excess doses can be uh, an oxidant. Remember, we talked about wanting to get in antioxidants, but zinc, when it's In levels that are too high, can actually be an oxidant. It can cause oxidative damage. You know, we need zinc in moderate levels uh, because it helps with DNA formation, protects against you know retinal conditions and corneal conditions. But you know, too much of it, you know, can cause oxidation. Selenium is another example. In fact, um, there are studies that have shown um, at high doses it can actually cause uh, glaucoma to develop in the eye. And so the issue of too much of a nutrient is a very important issue.
1: And I would imagine and that can... that uh, it's probably difficult to get too much vitamin E, for instance, just from eating food because you'd be getting some of these other nutrients that it would typically be blocking if it was taken in isolation
0: that 's right, and you get really the balanced approach um, and, and that 's my my second message is is the balanced approach and, and uh, it 's so important to balance the nutrients and and i 'll give you a, a very good example of that in 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 vitamin c um, and and we often talk about vitamin c and and how important it is to protect against the common cold or protect against flu. But, you know, Dr. Naiman, there's very little scientific evidence, and you know this, that that vitamin C helps protect against the common cold. But there's a tremendous amount of scientific evidence that vitamin C protects against cataract formation. There's study after study that shows that vitamin C decreases the risk of cataract formation by a tremendous amount. You know, we're talking uh, 60 70% decrease in risk. Um, but a study just came out uh, last year that showed if you take vitamin C pills by themselves, what what's going to happen? Well, a lot of people thought, well, it's going to decrease the risk of cataracts because that's what all the other studies showed. Um, or, worst case, it won't do anything. But if you take vitamin C pills just by themselves, the study showed that you actually increase the risk of cataracts. Yes, I said that correctly, you increase the risk of cataracts because without the appropriate balance of other antioxidants, vitamin C itself becomes a toxic chemical called dehydroscorbate that then damages the eye. And these are some very important lessons that, that, that I talk about in the book um, that, that we teach the reader in the book. um,
1: Dr. Adams, when when you talk about the previous studies on vitamin C, are those previous studies on vitamin C as a supplement, or are they on vitamin C-rich diets, and thus people who are eating vitamin C-rich diets are having lower cataract incidence, but people taking vitamin C are having higher?
0: Yes. And, and that's that's really what it is. Um, there are studies that 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 uh, refer to vitamin C rich diets. There are studies that refer to vitamin C as part of a multivitamin combination. And that's why when you look, when when the one study looked at vitamin C just by itself, and this was a large study with with thousands of people, when they looked at just vitamin C by itself, that's the difference.
1: Oh, that's very interesting. So um, do you have any recommendations when it comes to computer screen time and reading time with regards to vision? You know, to
0: be honest with you, um, you can go ahead and use your computer and use the screen as much as you want. It doesn't affect your vision whatsoever except, and, and here's the except, when you're on the phone... Um, or, or on your, your 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 tablet or on your computer or even on the TV or even reading and reading a book your eye doesn't blink as much as it normally would blink and so when the eye doesn't blink as much the Eye starts to dry up. You know, we, we we have these tears that lubricate the eyes, and and believe it or not, tears are not just uh, not just salt water. Tears have a lot of nutrients in them. They have some oils in them. Um, they have antibodies and proteins in them. Tears are actually fairly complex, but tears lubricate the eyes. They keep the eyes nice and moist and lubricated. And so, when you're reading a book or you're on the computer or on the phone for, for, you know, looking at your phone for an excessive period of time, you tend not to blink as much. And so when you don't blink, the tears on the surface of the eye will start to dry off, and the eye will start to dry up. Um, The... Two solutions to that are number one: uh, you blink a little bit. Uh, you know, when you're when you're when you're on you know on your computer for an excessive period of time, you blink, or or you can even use some artificial tears that you can buy over the counter. The other solution to it is uh, is eating healthy. You know, uh, fish oils, for example, uh, uh, help lubricate and protect these tears, you know, as I mentioned, these tears contain oils in them, and the fish oils help, uh, you know, increase the viscosity of the tears so they don't evaporate uh, as much. Uh, And the nutrients uh, that that you get in uh, antioxidants that go into the tears and, and form part of the tears also help protect the surface of your eye and protect the surface from drying. And so, you know, it's a, um, uh, it, it, it's really kind of a, a you know, the, the eye is a complex organ and, um, you know, it, it's really neat how it, how everything kind of fits together.
1: Well, unfortunately, Dr. Adams, we're running out of time, but I'm I'm certain that you've piqued our listeners' interests and made them also happy about chocolate and, and coffee. But um, could you, do you have a website you could point people to?
0: Uh, iNutrition. dot is my website, and really, you know, you'll enjoy the book. It's a wonderful read, lots of stories, and a wealth of information to keep your you healthy and and keep your vision healthy.
1: Thanks for being on Health Watch today, Doctor Adams.
0: Uh, thank you, Dr. Naaman.
1: We're talking today with ophthalmologist Dr. Neil Adams about his book, Healthy Vision Prevent and Reverse Eye Disease Through Better Nutrition. You've been listening to Health Watch. I'm Dr. David Naaman, your host. Stay tuned for the rest of the Monday Morning Radio Zine.